Autumn in Glasgow is beautiful but frustrating. It's a wet place regardless of season, and the number of sunny cold autumn days compared to the number of grey wet ones never seems worth it. But it's still my favourite time of the year. On those perfect autumn days, the days are just the right temperature for a walk around the city, with the promise of a hot drink at the end of it all. On one of those perfect autumn days, I was doing one better and actually going for a run. I had headed up towards the Forth and Clyde Canal, planning to run all the way to the Murano student halls, and then walk back to my flat. These days, the canal path is a really lovely area. It was most recently refurbished in 2014 for the Commonwealth Games, and the water remains for the most part clean and clear, with a well-maintained pathway. There's tons of wildlife to spot. I've seen deer, swans, herons, and all kinds of other animals along the water. You can easily walk into the city centre from the west end along the canal, and if you were so inclined and headed the other way, westward, you could walk all the way to the Clyde and follow the path up the River Leven to Loch Lomond. I was getting to the final stretch of my run. I had reached the top of a hill and was looking forward to the final flat section. I enjoyed the cold air and the glint of the sun on the water that ran alongside me. I had given up on trying to remain in crowded places. It looked like I was going to have encounters whether I wanted to or not. And it was pretty empty on the canal path that day, with just the occasional cyclist or walker passing me. The leaves on each side were only just starting to fall, still giving the path plenty of cover from the roads and buildings beyond. I was feeling a little resigned to this new life of random hauntings, but strangely, less alone than before. My partner had been with me the last time it had happened, and I knew now that the ghosts could be seen by anyone. I didn't have to keep this totally to myself. I also didn't feel exactly preyed on by most of the ghosts. They weren't trying to scare me or hurt me, but seemed to have let me in after some consideration. I showed myself to be useful, or at least harmless. There was still so much I didn't understand about their world. I didn't really mind the role of peaceful neighbour if that is what they decided I was. I had slowed down to let a family with a dog pass me by, and I was getting close to a turn in the path, where a row of houses at the edge of the canal ends, and the path continues parallel to Maryhill Road. As I grew closer, I began to smell an odd smell. It wasn't unpleasant, in fact it was rather sweet, but it made me feel instantly anxious and I couldn't understand why. I slowed down and looked around to find the source. At the corner there was a junction that would take me off the canal path and down into a busier area, and I strongly considered taking it. I reached the corner and looked round the bend in the canal, and before I could make that choice, I saw the source of the smell. There was a mist over the water. Or, really, as I looked closer, it was more like a fog, thick and heavy. The bottom of it sat right at the very top of the water, but the cloud was almost as tall as I was. It stopped right at the banks on either side as if it had been sliced, and it billowed forward slowly. The smell was much stronger now, and it was beginning to make me dizzy. I walked slowly over to a nearby wall, leaning on it with both hands for support. I started to move myself along the wall, away from the approaching fog, trying to make sense of this bizarre development as my head grew fuzzier and fuzzier. I glanced back at it and saw that it wasn't all that big, only about ten metres long or so. Just a single bank of this strange mist moving down the water towards me like a weird iceberg. 
I had reached the end of the wall and was now on my hands and knees, crawling as fast as I could towards the path, away from the canal. My head was spinning wildly. I could hear odd laughter, rough and gravelly, and I wasn't sure if it was real or just in my head. The fog finally caught up with me and I lost control of my limbs, falling onto the ground with a thump. I rolled over, fighting the fear of being caught by whatever this awful mist was. Fighting unconsciousness, I tried desperately to do anything to stop it, but it was no use. The last thing I saw before darkness took over was that terrifying, bellowing white fog. I don't know how long I was unconscious for. When I woke up again, I was still lying on the canal path. The sun was a little higher in the sky and there was no trace of the mist. It seemed it had passed me by and moved on. My head ached like a hangover and I wished I'd brought some water with me. I moved to sit up and the sensation made me instantly lean over and throw up what little I had in my stomach. I felt awful. I pulled myself back towards the wall and leaned against it, closing my eyes again as my head slowly cleared. As it finally began to recover, I heard a very soft rustling from behind me. Something about the noise sent a spike of adrenaline through my body and I spun around, my mind awake and full of fear. What I saw drove away the last remnants of drowsiness. Behind me, lining the wall and in every nearby tree and even on the ground surrounding me, were the pigeons. Glasgow Ghost Stories is written and produced by Libby Thomas. Credits are read by Harris Jones. The theme music is by Kevin MacLeod and can be found on the Free Music Archive. Sound effects are from freesound.org. Keep in touch on Twitter and Tumblr. Thanks for listening. If you ever find yourself in a cliffhanger ending, just remember, you're perfectly safe. Until the next episode.